0: Welcome to Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast, where I want to help you create the life you want to live. I am your host, Big Dave, a husband, dad, pastor, and certified financial coach. We're broadcasting live from Grateful Studios. We're the number one podcast for practical, marital, and financial advice. I hope you're ready because this is the show where your money and your marriage take center stage. What's up, podcast listeners? Hey, listen, thanks for tuning in today. Episode 17, Choose Your Hard. Divorce versus married, bankrupt versus wealthy. Listen, every day we make choices. In fact, listen, around 35,000 choices and decisions every single day. And guys, these choices that we're making determine the quality of our life tomorrow. So guys, listen, the choice is yours, right? God has given you and I free will. We have free will to choose. And guys, that's an incredible gift, but it's a gift that can get us into trouble or it can get us into great success. But no matter what we decide, the choice is yours. You know, I remember when I was a youth pastor, I used to tell students all the time in regards to their salvation, nobody can decide for you. You have to have your own relationship with Jesus. Doesn't matter who your dad is or who your mom is or what they do. You have to have your own relationship with him. You have to decide. You have to do, you have to choose and you can't ride anybody else's coattail into heaven. It's up to you. So, hey, listen. If you choose to follow the world, you're going to have sacrifices. If you choose to follow Jesus, it's got it's going to have some sacrifices. So, listen, here recently in the last 4 months, I've kind of started to get get my health right. I just woke up one morning. I'm like, man, I'm out of breath. I, I'm leaning over. My belly's so big. I'm leaning over to tie my shoes and my belly's getting in the way. I was just, I was kind of fed up with it. I was the highest I've ever weighed. So I started going to the gym, right? And it's, it's hard getting up at 530 in the morning to go to a 6 a.m. class. It is hard. When I got to this gym, there was a sign on the wall, big sign on the wall. Okay. It said this, being fat is hard. Being fit is hard. Choose your hard. And I saw that sign. I'm sitting there lifting weights at the heaviest I've ever been. And I'm like, that is so true. It is so true, right? Getting into shape, it's hard. Living your life out of shape, it's hard. So, guys, I'm putting a little twist on that. When I saw that sign, I'm like, man, I got to do an episode about this. But I'm speaking directly to our topic, money and marriage, because obviously, hey, it's the Big Days Money and Marriage Podcast. So here we go. It's choosing to stay married is hard. Getting divorced is hard choose your hard, right? Living broke, going bankrupt, it's hard, right? Living paycheck to paycheck, it's hard. Getting out of debt and building wealth, it's hard. So choose your hard. So hey, today we're breaking it down, right? These two areas of our life, we're going to zoom in, we're going to talk about it. These are two hot topics, right? Money and marriage. And to me, most importantly guys we've got to zoom in and figure out okay we have got to make a decision now that will forever impact our future these are two areas that may make you they may break you so hey we're going to talk some scripture we're going to look at some research some statistics and uh, hey we're going to challenge each other to choose wisely episode 17 choose your heart hey y'all stay tuned we'll be right back All right. Welcome back. So, hey, topic number one, divorce. Oh, my goodness gracious. Listen, if you spend enough time pursuing the Internet, you'll find no shortage of studies, statistics and facts about divorce. So, topic number one, getting divorced, getting married or should I say staying married right there seems to be a study and in looking into almost every possible factor that might affect marriages and leading to divorce and some of these studies I've been reading them all week I've been reading articles online non-stop several books from Bible college I have on marriage and listen some of these studies I mean they've yielded some extremely interesting and and honestly in some cases some downright shocking information about divorce in the U.S. and really around the world so as a result COVID-19 right we're tired of all this COVID-19 craziness. But and as a result of the pandemic and all the state lockdowns and shortages and job stress and hardships all over the U.S. and the world, guys, we might be in for the largest single year increase of divorce in decades. So listen, all of today's info, a lot of today's info is based off of Wilkinson's family law attorney group out of San Diego, California, their divorce staff that's facts rates or statistics or just On point. Um, this is a kind of a collaboration of over 115 different studies that have been done since the start of the 2020 pandemic. So obviously, number one, you guys have heard this a thousand times and is still consistent today. 50% of all first time marriages end in divorce. Terrible statistic, but it's so true, and that has been consistent for the last couple of decades. But check this out 60%. So it bumps up 10%, 60% of second-time marriages end in divorce. 73%, did you hear that? 73% of third marriages end in divorce. Did you you hear that? Did you hear that progression there? The chances of your marriage not working out increases as you keep trying. The chances of divorce goes up. It goes up after the first go-round. Guys, that should be a light bulb moment for for some people listening. Guys, you got you guys got a better chance of just surviving and working things out on the first one. On the first one, think about that. Okay, think about that for a second. Everyone thinks, well, if I just if I just delete him or delete her, right, I get out of this marriage. Then the next one ought to be so much easier. Oh, it'll be so much better. And you th- guys, I'm telling you, look at the stats. You increase your chances of getting divorced again. If you don't work out the first one, okay, every 42 seconds, every 42 seconds, there is a divorce in North America, okay? That's nearly three divorces in the time that it takes a newlywed couple to recite their vows, which is about average two minutes. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. More than 172 divorces occur during the typical romantic comedy movie, which is about two hours. Four hundred and thirty divorces happen during your wedding reception. <laughs> That's about five hours. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane, guys. Sixty percent of all divorces involve individuals that are millennials. The twenty, the twenty-five to thirty-nine age bracket. That's crazy. The millennial age bracket has lost its mind. And I'm talking to myself here, preaching to the choir here, right? I'm thirty-four years old. I'm right in the middle of that of that bracket. There, sixty percent of millennials in in divorce. Okay. Wives are the ones most often to file for divorce as 66% on average. The wife is, is six out of 10, almost seven out of 10 times that when the divorce happens, the wife's the one that files for. It. And I, I was listening to this. I was talking to my podcast producer, Mr. Ryan Hilton, just a second ago. And we were sitting here discussing this. It's just crazy, man. It is so crazy because you got to make wise choices about where you are, what you do and what I mean by that. Listen, here are the top professions for the highest divorce rate. Top Three professions for the highest divorce rate. Forty-three percent of dancers get divorced. Forty-three percent. Thirty-nine percent of bartenders end in divorce. Thirty-eight percent of massage therapists end in divorce. Crazy. So the lowest three professions, lowest three professions of divorce rate, uh, seven percent of farmers get divorced, Uh, five percent of clergymen get divorced, and only 4% of optometrists, 4% of optometrists. So thought that was interesting. But guys, listen, divorce rips your heart out. Let's just call it what it is. Divorce is it rips your heart. It costs you time and money and energy and tons of emotional headache, spiritual hurt. Guys, it's hard. It is hard. Talk to anybody who's been divorced and they'll tell you it ripped their heart out. It is hurt. It has been awful. But guess what? So is staying married. So either way, guys, it's going to be hard. So you got to choose your hard right? Staying committed in a marriage, in a married relationship, guys, it is tough. But you know what? That's just how it is. You got two completely different people with different backgrounds, different upbringings, different beliefs, different values, different way they were raised, different faiths maybe, but they're coming together and the Bible calls it one flesh. We're coming together to be one. So guys, there's going to be some hiccups. It, it just is what it is. But I want to encourage you guys not to give up. Keep pushing forward. God wants to use you. He wants to use your spouse. God wants to use your marriage to bring glory, to bring honor to his name. So don't let the enemy lie to you and say, well, you know, it's just the easy way out is just getting divorced. That's what we ought to do. That's what the enemy's kind of whispering in your mind. Let's just get divorced. Guys, I promise you, man, go talk to 10 people that have been divorced and point blank ask them. If you really had your way, would you have wanted to stay married and just work it out? I guarantee you that eight out of ten of those people will say, Yep, if I really had it my way, really truly if I had it my way, I wish we could have just worked things out. I wish we could have just been happy with that first marriage. But but g- listen, guys, I want you to consider this, okay? Consider have you ever heard the 80-20 rule? The 80-20 rule when it comes to marriage, okay? Trading problems for problems is basically what you're doing, right? Getting rid of this marriage. Let's go get married to somebody else. You're just trading problems for problems, okay? The 80% rule is basically this. In a marriage, you're only going to get about 80% of what you actually need. 80% being fulfilled, okay? But sometimes people find that missing 20% in another person. And the other person kind of presents themselves at your office, at your work. That 20% might be attractive, right, in different ways. And you end up trading the 80% for the 20. And then one day you wake up, you go, oh, crap. What have I done? What have I done? I had it pretty good back then, right? And I listen, I saw a guy do this. Had a great wife, spiritual, strong, joyful, great cook, cleaned the house, paid the bills, very organized, worked hard, great wife. But she was a little bit overweight just a little bit on the overweight side. So to him, 80% was great. But the, the physical part for him, just missing just a little bit. She was pretty, but she wasn't, a, a, you know, a model. So 80% was great, but she was missing that 20%. That, that 20% was the physical side. So one day, right, he, he's, he's talking to a coworker and, man, she's kind of appealing, physically appealing. She's attractive. That's the 20% that he's missing. So he goes for it and ruins his marriage. Cheats on his wife, and guess what ends up happening? He finds out that the co-worker that, that, that now he's with, the 20%, finds out she don't clean, she don't cook, she's horrible managing her money, she's not really joyful all the time, she's actually kind of nagging, she actually doesn't even have a real job, no career, she's not even spiritual, Oh, but she had the physical part right. And he realizes that he traded the 80 for the 20, the 80-20 rule bad choice, bad, bad choice. Guys, wake up, guys. Wake up. Uh, Jesus refers to Genesis many times in the New Testament. He refers back many times, especially in regards to marriage. He is in full support of a husband and wife coming together in holy matrimony. Holy matrimony is the first institution created and ordained by God in Genesis. It's a pretty big deal, by the way, this is a pretty big deal. The first thing that he instituted, the first organized union that he makes and he ordains is the marriage. And, we, and guys, marriage, guys, we get a glimpse of the love that exists between Christ and his church. And we ought to take it very seriously. Let me, let me wrap this first topic up talking about marriage and divorce. Choose your heart. Let me wrap this first topic up in a couple of verses. Ephesians 5, 25 says, husbands, lean in husbands. Listen, Love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Think about when you were unlovable, fellas. Think about when when you were turning your back on God, doing your thing. You were unlovable, unforgivable, and Christ still came and died for you. He still loves you. He still died for you. That's the type of love we ought to have for our wives. When she's unlovable, when she's nagging, when she's not peaceful with us, there's no intimacy and there's no fellowship. We still got to pursue her and love her the same way that Christ pursued us. Ladies, Ephesians 5. You don't get off the hook, ladies. <laughs> you don't get off the hook. Ephesians 5.22. Wives, submit to your own husband as you do unto the Lord. For the husband is head of the home just as Christ is head of the church. So love and respect. That's what it is. Submission is basically just respect. Respect your husband, just as you respect the Lord and his authority over your life, your spiritual life. You respect your husband as the head of the home. That's all it is, is love and respect. Wives just want love. The fellas, listen, the husbands, we just want respect. The more we love our wives, the more respect we'll receive from them. The more respect that the wife shows the husband, the more love the wife will receive from her husband. Okay, so divorce is hard. Being married is hard. Choose your hard. We'll be right back with number two. So number two, broke and bankrupt. It's hard. Getting out of debt and building wealth is hard. Choose your hard. All right. So number one, we talked about divorce. Number two, we're talking about you're going to be broke, live paycheck to paycheck, go bankrupt, Or are you going to get out of debt? Are you going to build wealth? Either way, it's going to be hard. And listen, this seems to be like the dirty little secret, right? Being broke, going bankrupt, right? It's shameful. It's embarrassing. It's humiliating. And there may be people right now, right now listening, thinking, or even in the middle of a bankruptcy. You might be in the middle of going broke. Guys, the world may tell you that this is the route that you should choose. This is the easy route. This is the best route. It's a fresh start. Let me just tell you, it also might be horrible. OK, so I want to talk the truth real quick about going broke, being filing for bankruptcy. I want to talk the truth about it for just a second. OK, so in legal terms, bankruptcy is, a, is just a legal process of a person going through to clear the debts they're unable to pay. So if you are overwhelmed by debt and overwhelmed, you, you think, like, well, bankruptcy is the only option. I want you to hear me. No, it's not your only option. Number one, there is hope. There is hope. There is ways to get out for a lot of people, and I've coached families through Financial Peace University. I've coached them through it, and they have come out of it. Did not file bankruptcy. There is hope. You can change. Personal finance is eighty percent behavior, is twenty percent head knowledge. Okay, and there are other options, guys. You should not jump straight in thinking this is my only option. No, no. You need to know there is hope, and number two, there are other options. There are other options, all right? The term bankruptcy, I thought this was interesting when I researched it, comes from the Italian phrase, "banca rota, rota, right? I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it literally means broken bench, broken bench, okay? Because in medieval days, if a merchant couldn't pay their creditors, they could come and break the merchant's bench okay their their market stall they could come and break that if they were not paying right so thought that was really interesting but there's multiple different types of bankruptcy people think oil well, it's just bankruptcy is just a term and it's just there's only one kind no, no no there's many there's chapter 13 there's chapter 11 chapter 12 chapter 15 there's chapter 9 bankruptcy and, there's, and the most popular would be chapter 7 bankruptcy okay this is the most common if you know someone who's filed bankruptcy more than likely eight times out of ten they filed chapter 7 bankruptcy uh, and guys, you just need to know that, again, choose your hard, right? Living broke, living paycheck to paycheck, going bankrupt, it's hard. And you know that. Building wealth, getting out of debt, it's hard too. So let's talk about the hard part because a lot of people think, well, bankruptcy is the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Let's just file bankruptcy and we'll be done. No, there's a heck of a lot of paperwork and forms and documents involved in bankruptcy. Okay? You got to have tax returns, tax returns from up to four years, 4 years approved of, of tax returns you got to get these documents together all your income papers all your income documents okay pay stubs for the last several years, W2s, 1099s, proof of income from multiple sources. If you got rental property, social security, normal job, passive income, you got to have paperwork for several years. Okay. Mortgage information, right? Any appraisals that you've done in the past few years, mortgage payment statements, deed, proof of homeowners insurance. If you've changed insurances over the years, all your vehicle information, all your VIN numbers, any cars that you've bought and sold in the last several years, any loans that you've had, all your paperwork. See, most people they file for a loan they sign it and that's it you don't keep up with the paperwork right you got to get all the paperwork from all the loans that you've ever had on any vehicle any toy any ski boat anything all the loan paperwork from this stuff copy of all the insurance for all your toys recreational vehicles personal vehicles registration proof of all your insurance all retirement information every retirement account you possibly have every bank account you have all your bank statements from previous years all your identification proof of social security valid driver's license information, all these things, and all other documentation showing any other debts, all credit card debts, all emails printed out, all your expenses, anything to do with alimony, child support. Yes, guys, that's a lot. And, that, and I'm, not, I'm not even going to read the whole paper. That's just half of it. Okay, bankruptcy is not the easy way out. It's not the easy way out. Okay, and your particular state or court system may require more than what I just read. So get ready to do a lot of hunting and a lot of patience, right? If you declare bankruptcy, creditors, um, at the moment, they have to stop any effort to collect money from you temporarily, okay? Most creditors, you know, um, they'll stop the the, the phone callies and, and pestering you and things of that nature. Um, but even if you declare bankruptcy, okay, even if you do declare bankruptcy, the courts can still require you to pay back certain debts, They can still require you to pay back certain debts. Each bankruptcy case is unique. Each one is different. And by the way, not all debts are bankruptable. You can't file bankruptcy on student loans. You can't file bankruptcy on any fines or penalties to do with the IRS, any government debts, any taxes whatsoever you cannot file bankruptcy on. You cannot file bankruptcy on anything to do with alimony or child support. And check this out, any items that you purchase right before filing bankruptcy, you can't go bankrupt on. If you bought an expensive car, a ski boat, jewelry, financed a TV, some cool furniture, and then six months later you filed bankruptcy, they're like, uh-uh, we know what you're doing. You went out and bought all this stuff, and now you're just going to file bankruptcy and think you just get to keep it. Nope, that's not how it works. They're going to backtrack you up to four years of things that you've purchased. They're going to backtrack to see what items have you purchased right before you file bankruptcy because they're not just going to let it off the hook. Absolutely not. And, guys, it's expensive, by the way. It's very expensive. Absolutely. There's, it's just 500 bucks just for the filing fee. And you got over $3,000 on average for the attorney fees. Okay. It's very complicated. Very, very complicated and buying a home after you've been bankrupt. (laughs) Good luck, my friend. Good luck, my friend. It's going to be up to four to seven years before you can qualify for a mortgage loan. Okay. Did you hear that? anywhere from four to seven years before you can ever qualify again for a mortgage loan. So good luck. All right. It's going to affect your credit score big time. It's going to hit your FICO score like like a ton of bricks. Unbelievable. Okay. It's going to stay on your credit. It's going to stay on your credit for up to 10 years that you filed bankruptcy, up to 10 years. So guys, it does not just clear everything. It doesn't just wipe everything out. It is not just, it's not the easy way out. And it's not going to clear. People have this misconception that it clears everything. No, it does not. It does not clear everything. Some of your debt will go away, but not all of it. Absolutely not. Student loans, alimony, child support, any reaffirmed debts, unpaid taxes, government debts, court fines, court fees, anything like that. They're not going away. Any speeding tickets, for goodness sake. These things, bankruptcy doesn't just clear everything. Guys, it is hard. Living paycheck to paycheck is hard. I've been there. I've been living paycheck to paycheck. I've been there years ago. It sucks. It's terrible. Having no money in your account, going to the grocery store and swiping your debit card, and it says denied? That is hard. Living that life is hard. Making payments after payments after payments. Working hard. Getting paid and having nothing to show for. No retirement. No savings. That was me. That is a hard way to live. Living broke is hard. But guess what? Getting out of debt, building wealth is hard, too. Either way, guys, it takes sacrifice, right? Getting out of debt is hard, man. It takes sacrifice, You got to work overtime. You got to sell some stuff. You got to get a side hustle. You got to cut up subscriptions. You got to make adjustments to your lifestyle. It's hard, but trust me, I've done it. It's worth it. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Being broke, living paycheck to paycheck, that was hard. That sucked. Okay, terrible. Getting out of debt and now building wealth, having multiple investments and retirement accounts and savings, that's been hard. Just like I said at the beginning, right? Being fit or being fat. It's hard either way. I don't like getting up. I was up at 5:15 this morning to get up and go to the gym. Worked out for an hour. That sucked. It was hard. I did not want to get out of my warm and cozy bed. It was hard, but I did it. Because I want to reap the harvest of what I'm planting. And it's the same thing, guys. If you want to reap the harvest later, you got to start planting some good habits now. Guys, it's hard saving money. It's hard investing money. It's hard building wealth guys, you're always thinking, well, man, I'm, I, may never, I'm, I may never live to spend this later. But guess what? You might. Who knows? Only God knows. But Proverbs, I love Proverbs. Gosh, the book of wisdom. It says, take a lesson from the ants. They work hard and they save up all summer. This is what the Bible says in Proverbs. Take a lesson from the ants. They work hard and they save up all summer long. We should take a note of that. We should also work hard and save up and store up for those winter months, that famine that's coming, the emergency that's coming. We know retirement's coming. You're not going to physically be able to work as hard anymore. You have got to save now. You have to. Guys, it's hard. Either way, budgeting is hard. Not not living on a budget, it's hard. You don't know where your money's going. It's terrible. Living on a budget, guess what? That can be hard too. Why? It takes time. You got to sit down. You have to calculate the cost. Jesus said that in Luke 14, 28. Before you go build a tower, Jesus said, sit down first, calculate the cost, see if you even have enough money that you can construct this tower, because you don't want to be halfway through and then run out of money. People will make fun of you. Go look it up. That's what Jesus says. That's hard budgeting, coming up with all these line items, coming up with all these percentages, figuring out what money's going to go where. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes sacrifice. But guys, it's worth it that's the way to go. Stay married, build wealth. Don't get divorced and go broke. (laughs) That that sucks. Stay married, work things out with your spouse, forgive, forsake it, stay connected to Jesus, build wealth, get out of debt. Don't live paycheck to paycheck. That sucks. It's hard. Choose your, listen, the choice is up to you though. The choice is up to you. Live broke, it's going to be hard. Been there, done that. Building wealth, it's hard too. Been there, done that. Choose your heart. Hey, thank y'all so much for listening. Appreciate y'all so much. Listen, go like us on Facebook. Big Dave's Money and Marriage Podcast. Hey, if you got a question, shoot me an email. Love to connect with you guys. But thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you next time. Peace out. Money Marriage Podcast. This is where you get advice. I can make your marriage nice. I can get your money right. Money Marriage Podcast. I can help you some coach my money at gmail.com.